Hello, my comedy pioneers. I mean that more this episode than any other because our guests, Chase Brockett and John Washington, came from Portland to do a show in Bend and traversed the snowy terrain of the Northwest Mountain Ranges. Much like the Donner Party, it was treacherous and they almost ate each other, but luckily they made it through. We did an awesome show. Even though we, there was a little bit of a heckler situation, but we talk about that in the episode. So enjoy. All righty. Welcome to the Comedy Northwest podcast, everybody. Uh, I am sitting here with uh, John Washington. Hello, John. Hi. This is the sound of my voice. Oh, see, I was wondering this entire time what that sound was. Now I know. That was the sound of my voice. <laughs> that's, I like it. Oh, and that's, and that's Chase Brockett there. It's a different like, voice. Whispering very sensually. I'm trying a new thing tonight. Uh, hi, how's it going? I'm a little turned on now. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's you, the show going you on You right and your now. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So, as you can hear, we are drinking and chewing ice because we are now the after party, Comedy Northwest after party. <laughs> this is the chewing ice podcast, yeah. right? Yes, this is where we just sit and chew ice and yeah. try to talk at the same time. Th mm -hmm. This is an ASMR podcast. Which is? <laughs> oh my gosh, ASMR is that, um, I'm, not, I'm the only one? It's yeah. this whole idea of uh, sounds that are pleasant. Uh, like some people like crinkling paper, some oh. people like whispering. Um, if you went on YouTube and just searched ASMR, you'd find a bunch of uh, niche videos where it's literally just a, a, a woman with a pleasant voice whispering into a microphone. I didn't know that's what it was called, but uh -huh. I know exactly what you're talking about okay. now. I didn't yes. know that existed, but I, that's I'm creepy. totally on board with you, it. That it sounds like the creepiest thing you could think of, but it also sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. It's super creepy. There are... And what's weird is that it's YouTube, so there's video, but these are audible pleasures. Yeah. So the video is always creepy. Oh, there's actually video to it? Yeah. Oh, creepy. No, I don't like, like that. Uh, the ones that I saw were like this guy that has like these long fingernail things that he puts on. He paints his face white and has these weird sunglasses, and he gets really close to the camera, mm -hmm. and he's just like, hi. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, to be honest. No, that's no. I know for a fact because it was a whole series of videos. Uh -huh. it, it, that was in season two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, it was the idea that I was watching these and I was like, okay, these are really weird. And then I came across that one because it was in the same vein. But I was like, oh, somebody's doing something visual. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. sounds terrifying. <laughs> All right, so now that we're sitting down at our after party, uh, what Crunching do we want to talk ice. about the show? Should we talk about tonight's show? Um, well, I, I assume when you say talk about tonight's show, you mean talk about that one giant asshole. That one asshole? Yeah, one yes. Thing. The one asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> if anybody goes on to the Bend Comedy Facebook page, you will find one review, the most recent one. Well, I don't know. After the show, I'll explain that. Uh, one fellow... Came to the door, greeted me with, and I quote, hey, asshole. 
Uh, when now you, this is after the show's underway, right? Yeah, you were you were on stage, I believe, okay. at the yeah. time. At the point where he got seated. Yeah. He had to tilt uh, his hat because he had the widest brimmed, flattest brimmed hat. Mm-hmm. So he had to like tilt it in and yeah. angle it in order to get in. Like you're trying to put a mattress into like the back of a, a sedan. So you have that to explain a lot of these details to me because I was too busy on that stage spitting fire. You were spitting fire. <laughs> to, to see in front of my face. Exactly. Um, but yeah, came in super late. Mm. Was only in the room for roughly 10 minutes. And his Facebook review consisted of, this is the worst comedy show ever. I love, this is what I love. he was talking the entire time that he was there. So there was no comedy show while he was there. Well, I wasn't really aware of him until... so I was making I was I was making a joke about my my race. I'm half black uh, in case you can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was oh, uh, essentially, I was talking about the fact that my dad is the only black person I really had any context on as a uh, kid growing up in suburban Arizona. There just aren't any black people. So my context of blackness is just related to this one uh, black Republican who's into prog rock and speedboats that <laughs> I uh, was in close contact with and I called dad. And uh, part of the joke is that I say that I'm under the impression that black people, all black people just don't know what I'm doing with this comedy thing. And that's when he <laughs> said, white people don't either. And that's kind of when he I started to be. That's when he made himself known to me. Yeah, that's when he made himself known to everybody. Yeah, uh, I think that's when he first walked in. He walked in, I think, during that bit. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So he kind of just. Yeah, he had sat down for maybe a whole minute by the yeah, time he chimed he, in. He hadn't really given me a chance. Like if this yeah. was a Pepsi challenge of comedy, that's come up he would have just <laughs> held his the cup in his hand. How many times have we been talking about the Pepsi challenge? That's the fifth, or, that's the fifth, fifth one tonight. Yeah, the yeah. Fifth, really? The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Karen made a reference with her. Uh, well, her vagina. She always yeah, has yeah. jokes about her vagina. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Vag- and then you Crystal said vagina. one. Yeah, I said a Pepsi challenge. Joke? I think so. I think you were just making a reference to it, though. Okay. Did yeah. you say one on stage? Yeah, I got the. Yeah, I got a joke with that in it. So that's three, three, and then four. Now is that four? I go okay. into a bit so of a trance four. during my comedy set. Yeah, yeah. the oh. humming is really distracting. I mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah. it's Unstaged. just something I do a lot of speaking of tongues. You know, I just you know the when you reach into really the bag <laughs> and a rattlesnake wraps itself around your arm and starts biting you, you just kind of feel God working through you. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not so much mm-hmm. about remembering. Well, the weird part, I mean, I understand when you're humming, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. the weird part is when you just put your hand down the front of your pants like a four-year-old. Yeah, like I said, and snake wraps itself around your arm and starts biting you. All the way around your arm? Oh, it's a snake. They're like, is it like up. a quarter of a way around your wrist? Uh, I did say I'm a biracial man, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so the guy, the guy, it's, uh, it's important to note he was there for Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes. This is what impressed me actually about him. He was a giant cock, uh, not in the good way. Like uh, a quarter inch around could wrap himself around my wrist. Yeah, exactly. That big of a cock. He's that big of a cock. (laughs) (laughs) And he, uh, he promptly left the show. He had that review up. 
within five minutes of having oh, been God, kicked yeah, out. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, He didn't even get kicked out. We just said, hey, don't be a giant twat. And then he was like, but I want to be. And then he, on his phone in yeah. the lobby, was probably like, this is one star. And then he's going to go home and masturbate to that one star review because he's just like, <laughs> this is what I contribute. And that's going to be it. Yeah, I've got control over their reviews on Do you Facebook. think maybe he queued up that review? Like, you know how sometimes you write a text in your phone and he's then like, just close it before you send it because, you know, you'll send it a little bit later. Like he wrote a review about getting kicked out of the show before, before he, he got kicked Yeah, he didn't even get kicked out. He chose to leave. Oh. Oh, so to bring he us back to, to that out, we're going to yeah. bring it all back around uh-huh. is I think the third or fourth episode of the new South Park season is about Yelp. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good I haven't, that one quite you haven't yet. seen it. Yeah. The whole thing is pretty much Cartman walking into restaurants mm-hmm. and getting, you know, lapdog service because I'm a Yelp reviewer. Right. And everybody's just trying to please them and make them happy. And then the first restaurant that like literally kicks the ass of a Yelp reviewer becomes the most popular restaurant in town. <laughs> you you actually said that about him. You he was making you he said something about being a ginger. He, uh, the the this yeah this he giant kept dick. really leaning on the yeah. fact that he's a ginger. And uh, you didn't really you weren't really mean to him about that, but he was just like we'll just joke about it. And then you call him out. You're like. Uh, you said something about him being like, well, you're ju- you'll just, just sit up there and quote ape- South Park. Yeah, he keeps aping the South Park yeah. joke about gingers having no soul. Yeah. Like, that's very 2008 to say that gingers don't 2000 have soul. 2000 and late, though, right? Oh, I was oh just going to say, which is 2000 and late. God damn you. <laughs> Wait, no, that's more 2007, so I guess. Um, he, he was very, it's, I'm so 2015, he's so 2000 and uh, back shifting to back 2000 and late um <laughs> that would not <laughs> i just like that he you want to take another stab at that <laughs> go ahead take no, two no, and no, no, you know what there's no such thing no nope, you're gonna own it okay second draft <laughs> in podcast uh, there's no such thing as yeah there's no wait uh, you edit this i didn't know people edit podcasts it's, um my impression is that you say edit that out and that's the only thing that gets kept in the podcast. Yeah, is, the part that you tell that you command to be edited out mm-hmm. is the only thing. That's so the joke. there are that's the there's joke. maybe like when I say edit, I mean, if we're having a person like it goes into like a personal subject that nobody gives a shit about yeah, that right. stuff, I will edit out. But there's only twice in which I've ever edited something out because of like people. Yeah. So Let's, it either it either tarnished like it was something that I said at the moment where I don't feel that way anymore or it's a, um, you know, saying something mean about somebody else. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't like I might hate that person myself, but I don't want other people to think that I'm a hateful person Yeah, because I'm not. It's just I don't enjoy working with that person. So yeah. that's I don't want to call people out and make them feel bad like they know that they are a dick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm good with that. I don't. And like I said, I was like, so listeners, here's what happened. This guy was a dick. He within five minutes of leaving before the headliner even got on stage, had this review up there. And it said like one star uh, worst comedy show ever. But it felt good to see that review for me because then I could <laughs> click his profile and and see his face because he was yeah. in the dark during the oh, show. Oh, yeah, you saw him in the shadows. I got to see him up close and, and yeah. brimmed. You could see what he does in the shadows. I could not <laughs> see what he does in the shadows. But then when I saw his Facebook, I was like, oh, OK, this is, you know, a, a guy who has uh, sunglasses with wood frames and does uh, duck face 
uh, pictures of Does himself. Does he duck face? He did a duck <gasps> face. <sighs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to pull this up on my phone now. You, it's it's worth it. I I feel like we should dedicate a moment to silence, too. Uh, Just looking at his his ducky face. All right. His ducky little Here's face. what we're going to do. Everybody click on his Facebook page. Now, I don't want to call this person out, but let's call him John Fred Hadley. Yeah, that's not a real person. Yeah. So that that's that's good, though, that it is not a real person. I mean, if you were to find a profile like that... Um, with the profile picture being of him very shittily surfing <laughs> on the tiniest wave. That's how shitty of a surfer he is. You can just look at him in a still photo and know he, he's fucking up. Ugh. If that existed, if the picture existed. Uh, yeah, of course. In this fiction world that we're painting, Ugh. we're really making a mind picture right now. Yeah, this is a mental yeah. pi- This is a mental painting. Mm-hmm. Like, say he studied verbal and nonverbal oh, communication God. at Central Oregon Community College from 2006 to 2008, yeah. and he really emphasized the verbal communication part. That's a very visual uh, mental Instagram or, or Minstagram that you're creating here. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with Minstralgram, which is something you don't want to download. Well, you can, you but do, there's a couple days a month in which you don't really for. want to. Oh. Mm. Uh, we, we yeah. do good in imagination, though. I think that's pretty good imagination. Oh, God. Now I know why. So this guy came up to the door and greeted me, and I quote with, Hey, asshole. Mm-hmm. Which told me that he was already drunk and a dick. And he's like, you know me. And I was like, I looked at him and, like, you know, kind of recognized his safe face. But I see, you know, hundreds of faces a week. So looking at his mutual friends, apparently we went to high school together. Oh, dear. Oh, God. That's depressing. Well, that tells you something about the Redmond, Oregon school district. You came out of it. Yeah, I left early. Thank you. <laughs> I love. OK, so can I, I do want to read this actual review this one star review. Yes, please. <laughs> the quote is worst comedy show I've ever seen. Got double charged and left before I saw one full act. The double par- charge part is pretty good. I love that because I'm driving home on his money tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing is that technically, yes, he was paid for twice. His friend bought him a ticket. Yeah. Expecting well, him to show up. These two girls who were very nice for the entire show. They were show, lovely. They were very, they, yes. were, they were great. They even come up and apologized on his behalf yeah. after the show. Which they was said nice. he was a small, angry man. <laughs> yes, he was. But greeted me at the door with a, hey, asshole. And I was like, okay, he's paying full price. Like, usually that far, once the feature is halfway through, I'll, you know, drop it a couple bucks. Mm. But I was like, nope, charging him full price. And he was alone. So I was like, oh, these two girls said that somebody was coming in. This must be him. And I said, there's two, these two girls came in and are waiting for you. And he said, yes. And I said, I'm pretty sure they already paid for you, right? And he said, no. Mm. So I charged him 10 bucks. Buyer I, I was actually there and I watched this happen. Yeah. So I can vouch for this. Yeah. Yeah. He was very insistent that he paid for it. Yeah. So. And see, that's the thing is that the girl had paid for him and I felt bad about that. And if they had said something afterwards and come yeah. up to me, then I would have given them the money back. That's yeah. no big deal. Like I felt bad because they have to now deal with him. Yeah. They're actually friends with him. They are socially obligated to endure that fuckhole. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> every time I start, I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm sorry. 
Oh, man. Anyway. But, but the show was fun. It was actually it a was. show. Uh, we dwell on that because it's what we do is we find that one happens. thing that bugs us and then yeah. just keep going with it. But I actually didn't have a good... The, the, his friends were very nice. Yeah. And they were laughing really hard. I could see them. Yeah. I had a clear line of sight on them. They were, they were fantastic. Everybody else was quite into it. And I actually... This isn't uh, 100% common when someone's heckling a show for the rest of the audience to entirely vocally get on the comic side yeah yeah and let that person know oh because that they're not mm -hmm. like not doing okay because i think at one point or another he said that he's helping the show or that that's yeah. part of the show and a few people on the other side of the room were just said no you're not yeah i heard because you were just like you're like you're not you're not helping the show he goes yes i am because he was just like he was insinuating you weren't being funny and you're just like, you're not helping us. Like, I am helping the show. This is the only reason it's funny. And some woman was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it, those words came out. <sighs> fuck you. You're not helping. You know what I just realized? Yes. Is, wait, I'm going to get to the end of my story here. Okay. Uh, so after the show, like five within five minutes after he left, he this review was up there and it was one star. And that wouldn't normally bug me, except we only have one other review on Facebook. Like, I've never pushed people to review stuff. Yeah. I was like, our product speaks for itself. Yeah. But this asshole is just just belligerently angry. And but then he's only speaking to people who take Facebook reviews seriously. Yeah, but that's the thing is that that number shows up as soon as people click on the page. And True. All you see but, is a one star. You don't look yeah. at. You don't look at uh, yeah. Dickie McAssface yeah. and go, that guy probably doesn't, that probably, that guy probably just votes. But uh, there's also like, that's the nature of online reviews. Going yeah. back to the whole Yelp thing, you only review something online if you love it and want to give it five stars or if you hate it and have a personal vendetta, yeah, a personal vendetta and want to give it one star. Like there's there is nobody out there who has a nuanced view and wants to give it three stars and let people know, like, the considerable pros and cons. Yeah. Like, it's that person is not out there. That person is doing other things with their day because they're thoughtful and ha have better ways to spend their mental energy. Yeah. Well, it's anyway, at the end of the show, I went up on stage and I read the review to everybody and I asked, like, you guys all enjoyed yourself, right? Well, apparently the amount, the amount of hissing that came after when you said that was. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, there was only two people left in the room at this point, and one of them it was just a didn't cat. Know people had drinks left to throw at the stage. Yeah. yeah, the amount the amount of rotten fruit that I, I was like, they don't even this. This is imported. Yeah, they imported for this occasion. <laughs> is that a pomegranate? <laughs> <laughs> They're just throwing one seed at a time. Yeah, <laughs> plantains. Is that an entire thing of plantains? I would love Eat to my be omega threes, motherfucker. I would love to see like an old show, like in colonial era, where they would throw rotten vegetables, but just somebody with a pomegranate, just being like, "I hate this so much. I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna deal with the bullshit that is taking apart a pomegranate." <laughs> Takes and a just, spoon, yeah. digs out the seeds, like flings the seeds. One I'm at a risking time shirt spoon. stains for this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was toss up. Yeah. Anyway, so at the end, I was like, everybody enjoyed themselves. And I called the guy out, called him a Trump voting asshole, which I think he probably is. Anybody that acts like that has to be at this point. But then ask people to go on there, review. Let us know honestly, because nobody gets on Facebook to review something without some sort of fire underneath them. Yeah. So I was hoping I could get people to come out and do it. But I explained that we do this. I do this anyway, because it's a positive <coughs> 
thing for the world. We make people laugh. They leave that room happier than when they showed up, which is how I want the world to be. Yeah. And like I said, I, I got into comedy because I had, I was in this horrible depression. Comedy always interested me. And yeah. I had kind of started doing some open mics, but when things, you know, hit rock bottom emotionally, I was like, no, I need to surround myself with more laughter and positivity yeah. and happiness. And you decided comedy was well, a way Yeah, to how was that? Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> we talked about this earlier tonight about how I don't let assholes be a part of Bend Comedy. Yeah. Bend Comedy is this oasis in this industry where you're not going to be poked at or prodded or put down. Yeah. And, like, except for one drunken asshole in the audience every now and then, that's mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah. I want to provide the happiest um, place on earth. Yes. Uh, you just got sued by Disney, <laughs> mister. <laughs> you said that. You said that. I said that I was just trying to be uh, a happy, happier person on earth. earth. Damn it. God oh. damn it. I can't get away got from you. it now. Got you another million dollars. <laughs> oh, oh no, my he's God. In the, he's in the hallway. The shit out of everybody. He's in the hallway. Anyway. But yeah, positivity. So that guy going on there and just giving me a one star review, it wasn't so much like the review or the one star. It was just somebody being that negative on something that I've worked so hard to be this positive about. He was literally there for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I timed him. I, like I was watching John's time. He was yeah. there for 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. He had time to sit down and cozy up and look to the woman who he's next to and go, hey, <laughs> yeah, and then and then make a giant ass out of himself. Yeah, exactly. But see, what I love is that he does exist because you see, we always focus on that guy and that guy does ruin it. We could call him out and, and we could do these things. But at the same time, there, there are a bunch of other people there tonight who were just loving it and having yeah. fun and enjoying themselves. Yeah, there were some real joyous folks in that. That's what yeah. I love is that the happiest people in that room were the ones sitting like in the, at the tables right mm. next to him. Yeah. So you, we were getting the most laughter from right around him. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because it's easy to, because like you said, you focus on it after it happens. And I do the same thing too, where it's, if you have like a, a joke you don't do as as well and uh, or you're not as happy with your performance and you, you mm. ruminate about it, I think that's good to do because it teaches you to be better. But at a certain point, you go, but the rest of it went really well, and these people were having a great time. And yeah. so I'm not going to let this one dick ruin this whole fun event and this whole thing for me. Yeah. That ties into something that I find interesting is uh, I, was, I was talking about this in the car. I don't listen back to my sets ever. Yeah. But maybe I'm doing myself a disservice with that because I'm just letting the memory of it rule. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I watched the video that I took of this set and just watched it straight through, I would see a regular set that I've done with that interruption in yeah. the middle. And then, you know, the the flawless, brilliant dismount that I usually yeah. do in every comedy set I've ever performed. But instead, I'm going to be scared to watch the video because I'm embarrassed of myself. And I'm just going to hang on to this as the time uh, that that ginger dude wouldn't stop saying that he was a, a ginger dude. Well, I figured out I was trying to figure out, like, what can I comment on that? Because you can't delete Facebook reviews. Yeah. I was like, well, what can I do? You do nothing. No, I realized yeah, exactly what I can do. As it is. I am going. We have footage of this. Yeah. I'm going to take the footage of while he's in the room. That will be my rebuttal. That will be my comment on his review. Like I just comment that. without words. No, no just words. That just YouTube that video. video. Yeah. Of from the moment he here are the ten minutes that he was in the show. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like beyond so actually, that, I, I do like that. Yeah. Idea. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be like, no, you're wrong. It was fun. Mm -hmm. We all had fun. You were you were the party pooper. No, or no, no. do a weird sarcastic thing where you're like, I'm glad he came out. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's a weird passive aggressive thing. Sometimes I see on a lot of negative reviews yeah. for places where they're just like, yeah, thanks for the feedback. <laughs> so I've decided to go just rather than because like there's nothing yeah. that I could say that could convince readers that he was in the wrong. Just bring them the the Zapruder film. Exactly. Of <laughs> that moment. So, John, if you don't mind me putting that footage online, he exited the the auditorium back into the left <laughs> just back into he actually that would be the geography of the room if anybody yeah. needs my deposition i can confirm the geography of the room involved him leaving uh back into the um i'm gonna let this sit for a minute or okay. two all right and then we'll um we're getting low on drinks so i think we might take a quick intermission oh, okay. now that now that we've all right is there anything else that we want to say about this guy have we on the joint no we <laughs> Have we have we let off the steam? Uh huh. Yeah. I I came to the as we were talking, I came to the conclusion of just posting the video, that made everything okay I for think, me. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. okay with that. I yeah. do like that. Actually. I feel like what else what else needs to be said after that? A frame by frame analysis yeah. of every moment from with that John, video using John Madden. It will mm -hmm. be. I mean, yes, just drawing on his. Here's what where he went wrong. You can see this <laughs> dummy went over back into the left arrow pointing this way, <laughs> and. Here's the comedian. He builds a strong defense. <laughs> I, that's the best I've got for John. Shrugs man. it off. Yeah. In slow motion, your just shoulders go from low to high and then back into the bit. Yeah. yeah. You can see the comedian's slump just lengthens here. <laughs> By the degree of his shoulders and back, you can mm. see his emotional decline. <laughs> All right, so we're going to refresh drinks. We'll come back in just a minute. Comedy Northwest podcast. Do you, do you guys have a better outro than that? I feel like that was pretty shitty. That was really smooth, to be honest. Yeah, actually, I was, I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then you fucked it up. All right, let's go with that then. Now <laughs> <Yeah>, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Now we're back. Absolutely. 100. <laughs> Do you remember that Saturday Night Live sketch? Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Yes, and that's exactly what I was referencing. I didn't like Jimmy Fallon when, like, legitimately did not like him on Saturday Night Live. Really? But I, am I burning a bridge right now? Jimmy, please <laughs> don't. Jimmy, come um, out. But I did not like him on Saturday Night Live. See, I loved that sketch. I loved him as the DJ yeah. who was really obnoxious and just like. Bleh, bleh, bleh. His timing was perfect on that. Yeah, that's that would had to have been like a pre character that he had doing stand up before Saturday Night Live. I also think I like it more when people uh, laugh during a sketch. It's called corpsing, I think, during a sketch. Now that I'm grown up than I did in high school. Carol Burnetting. <laughs> yeah, where it's like break the breaking. Yeah. Yeah. I laugh. think it's really See, charming. That's the thing, is that like as a professional sketch comedian, I look at him and well, I'm not a professional, but wanting to be. Mm. Wanting to be a professional. I look at him and I'm like, oh, that's so unprofessional. God, why does he always do that? But then as just like a spectator, I'm just like, it's so fucking hilarious that he keeps breaking character because he can't stand it. They're just having yeah. so much fun yeah. 
that that's awesome. Good for them for having fun. I'm enjoying watching it. There's yep. something uh, to it for me where you feel like you feel like it's too much for them to take. Yeah. Even in the the, uh, the Lindsay Lohan one when they're at Disneyland did the Debbie Downer one. Do I, I don't re- I mean, I remember Debbie Downer, yeah. Rachel Dratch. Um, Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands just can't hold their shit together. Yeah. De- well, I mean, it's Debbie Downer. So every time she says something sad, she looks at the camera and there's a sound effect. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And whenever there was a, there, there was a sound effect, the feline AIDS one mm-hmm. is like, and it went meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands lost their shit. Yeah. And then Lindsay Lohan was half, was supposed to get angry at Debbie Downer and steam off. Mm-hmm. But she was trying to get like, be very angry and get through her line. And she lost her shit because, of Jimmy and Horatio losing their shit. (laughs) And then at that point, it just snowballed. And eventually it was just Debbie. And when she did her final look at the camera, like she took a bite of something and looked at the camera one last time. And like halfway through the sound effect, she just like started laughing and accidentally (laughs) spit out whatever it was she ate. And it was, it's gotta be the biggest breaking of any sketch on Saturday Night Live is that one because everybody fucking lost it. And we can all watch her right now on Hulu. Are you sponsored by Hulu? No. Am I I insulting a sponsor right now? Lindsay Lohan is on Hulu? Saturday Night Live is on it. Anything Lindsay Lohan has done is on Hulu. I knocked over a box. How dare you? I I hate that box. Doesn't Lindsay Lohan knock over boxes a lot? That's one of the things she gets sued for the most is knocking over boxes. <laughs> Her box, that box knocker over there. That's a f- oh, oh I my use gosh, that, that box. See, that works two over. ways. Either she's driving drunk like she did, knocking mm-hmm. over mailboxes, mm-hmm. or her lesbian phase when she was knocking over those boxes. No, <laughs> box knocker, or her uh, her U-Haul uh, phase where she just went into U-Hauls and knocked over display boxes. <laughs> Display boxes of boxes and yeah, just so many boxes knocked over or that time right after New Year's Mm -hmm. or right after Christmas in which she was playing that professional fighting sport, you know, when she was boxing on Boxing Day. (laughs) I'm very well aware of Miss Lohan's bouts of pugilism (laughs) on British post Christmas days. (laughs) Oh, but then that so, little lap dog she has, that little boxer that wears those underwear. Mm-hmm. The boxer wearing the boxer boxers. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I, I, right. don't, I don't know where we are right now. These are puns, Chase. We're no, back. I, I, I get That's the puns. We're back. I, I lost track. You guys said Lindsay Lohan. I immediately went no coma. <laughs> and, then I, and then I came to with, with boxer boxers, which I was happy with. I, I'm, I love a good pun as well as the next stepdad. Uh, but exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, I make, I make that joke a lot. I make jokes about stepdads a lot, like mm-hmm. just being wacky and silly. And mine were awful. Wait, is your dad, wait, do you, My did dad you have is, a stepdad? I had a stepdad. I had had two different stepdads. One was fine. One of them was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do jokes about stepdads a lot, and none of them are true to the stepdads I know. Yeah. So why is that? (laughs) Why do I do jokes about? Why why do you betray your understanding of stepdads? I just like the, I imagine that like goofy mid-30s dude who's just trying to make some 
a child with no connection to him happy. Mm-hmm. And he's trying because he's a sincerely good person. I just I feel I feel pity for that type <laughs> of guy who's trying so hard, mm-hmm. but the world's against him. Yeah. And and it's just like and he's just like trying to just be there. He's like wearing pale denim jeans because they don't have any dark wash. Mm-hmm. And then he's just uh, he's book. can you grab the book with him? <laughs> The next one. There you go. The this is of the stone. The one with the rolling papers in it. That's good. Okay. I ran out of paper. I don't know what's in these books because they're knowledge, John. They're books. Yeah, but that's what's there. <laughs> well, and knowledge is power. What What are we reading right now? What books are you reading right now? Uh, Fraternity of the Stone by David Morrell. Hey, that's, that's, that's 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 funny. That's a pun. That book is hollow, though. Like we all are. <laughs> Whoa, we are the hollow men. We are the uh, builder of stones. We are the dreamers of dreams. We are the dancers. Eaters men. of. We are the music makers. Puff Rice Krispies. Cocoa Krispies. That's the word. That's one of those recently. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, I'm not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm happy with Cocoa Puffs, but I'm like, like not cuckoo. Right. What are you cuckoo for, Chase? What am I cuckoo for? I'm not really cuckoo for much. Like, when I find the right cereal, I think I'll go cuckoo for it. No, but go outside of cereal. Cereal? Oh, when I find the right uh, granola bar. <laughs> are you cuckoo for a hot bath? The right warm oatmeal in the morning. The right, like Ooh. a steel oatmeal. cut, like a steel cut, but yeah. like a maple mm-hmm. okay. and molasses. I'm on board. And, the yeah, I don't know what I'm cuckoo for. What, are man. you cuckoo for, like, getting caught in the rain and then like having into a warm pina colada pina colada yeah i'm kind of cuckoo for that are you cuckoo for like catching your lover cheating in the classified ads by making your own classified ad about cheating it's like you Married, attached male looking for attached female for <laughs> <laughs> infidelity. <laughs> and then somebody's at home circling it because they don't know how cheating mm-hmm. can work easier on the Internet. And then and then that's how the guy catches his own uh, significant other cheating. Yeah. Like taking out a cheating ad. But you know they loved one another because they wanted the same thing in the person <laughs> that they would like to escape their current lover with. And so they, from now on, they like realize and they're mad initially, but then what happens is they uh, both go, all right, well, we're going to keep this secret from each other. Yeah. And then so they go back to their own relationship where they're just being like hunky dory. And then they both make excuses. They're like, I got, I'm going to go to the gym. Now I want to get in shape for my love, my, my love bun. And then they go to the gym and then they meet up and they go, I dropped that old rag. And then they just <laughs> bang on the Bowflex <laughs> and then they, uh, and then they go back. So it's like a double life, but they're both part of it. <laughs> I don't right. smoke off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where I heard this, but this is something I'd really like to see. Maybe we can do like a, some sort of parody video or something like that. But the, the cheaters show, mm-hmm. what is it called? 
Cheaters. Is it just cheaters? Yeah. I would like to see an episode of Cheaters that follows this guy into a house where Chris Hansen comes out Mm -hmm. and starts talking to him of why he was talking to somebody online. So then the cheaters, uh, like, camera crew is then fighting with the To Catch a Predator camera camera crew. Oh, it's a a guy who's cheating, but with an underage. And it happens, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh. That it's like a, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything just comes crashing down at one time. Yeah. Or uh, when Pat Sajak would host Jeopardy, I just <laughs> dated myself. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad you found Do you one. remember that? Like, Pat Sajak would host Jeopardy on I April don't. 1st, and Alex Trebek would host Wheel of Fortune. But okay. I didn't watch Wheel of Fortune because I'm not. You lame. weren't poor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this last year, uh, Craig Ferguson and Drew Carey switched roles oh, did on they? April 1st. So Craig Ferguson was hosting The Price is Right, mm-hmm. Drew Carey, The Late Late Show. Both of them fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, Drew Carey's so funny. I just saw Colin Mockery perform. He was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah. Revolution Hall. Yeah, were you there? No, uh, I just knew about it. It was very I've got good. my ear to the ground. What I kind l- of performance was it? Was it just stand-up? It was, it was improv. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he performed with uh, the Curious Comedy Theater troops mm-hmm. uh, wow. in Portland. And uh, they. it was great because he like came as for a fundraiser, I guess. And as a as a performer, like I'm watching him, and I love him. I think he's great. I grew up like watching him, and I was super stoked. But seeing him on stage and realizing that he has to do an hour and a half, he had to be in pretty much every single bit that they did because yeah. he's like the star of it and people oh, still bought tickets to go see him right and they just see him go fucking an hour and a half and have to sit here and just improvise and mm. he was fantastic but you definitely saw moments uh where you're like oh he's pulling back or he's stepping out of the scene so yeah. that he doesn't have to work as hard <laughs> yeah and uh and i just i just felt for him so much i had so much respect for him <laughs> see yeah that's something that people don't realize is that yes whose line is it anyway is only a half an hour per episode but like three episodes is one day of work for him. Yeah. How, so how long do you think those tapings were? Do you think probably like, like two hours? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think two hours. I think probably an hour. No. Like how many because like they, really not funny games do you think they cut out of it? Or do you think that it was just there's also always a lot of, it's not just fire. about performing. There's mm-hmm. also in between. They have John to Washington. cut between games. I'm sure. Reset cameras, go to commercial breaks. Producers have to say, sorry, you can't say that. We need mm-hmm. to restart this game and do it a different you way. You can't say that on television. <laughs> exactly. But for the most part, I mean, I don't. I still think they could, They probably, uh, from the time they started filming it, I would say an hour. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to pull, like, another half hour out of that. Cause, no, no, no. They are probably doing an hour's worth of improv on stage. Yeah. But they are and then willing it down to 22 stage. minutes. Mm. Uh, for at least two hours. Yeah, they're on stage for like two hours, but yeah, I don't think they're. Sure. I mean, I'm sure I, there they isn't... let them drink water. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But that's no. what I'm saying is that they have a full day of work. People think that they just like, like even improvers will be like, oh, they just go up there and play games. I think I could be on Whose Line. Mm-hmm. No, it is grueling, like hours and hours of improv and practice and all of that stuff. But it's, I am just now at a point in my improv career where I'm like, I think I have the endurance to. I don't know if it w- I would be as funny as those guys, but I would have the endurance to at least keep up with them yeah. energy-wise. Mm-hmm. I can't even keep up with like a show I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> this one right here? <laughs> like, tonight I phoned in the last half hour, and I think I did 40 minutes. You did 40 minutes? Yeah, so the last half hour was just all That fun. was weird when you just, like, literally called a phone. Like, you called one of the audience members... 
from your phone and said, I'm doing the rest of this to you. And you went to the bar and you just sat at the bar and phoned in your set. The yeah, the audience half. member was just standing on stage holding their phone up against the mic. It yeah. was nice of them to share with how'd that well, come? Yeah. How'd that come out, by the way? It was pristine. It was. You'd was be surprised years? how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping to call somebody eloquent. Yes. And and uh, so she, she seemed fine because I needed somebody to reiterate the parts that I mumbled through. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy that, yeah, good. good. Went fairly good. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been nice if you didn't like whip, like flash your dick to everybody on your way out the room. No, but see, that's, that's where you and I differ mm-hmm. on like what we want from a well, comedy performance. If you'd like mooned them, that's that's kooky. That's a fun thing. But just whipping it out. And when you slap Moon, that woman in the face. So with it, yeah, but you know how hard it is to slap somebody in the face with your dick. There, you, that, you had to jump. You did that I little mean, jump. There's thing. a little jump. There's you. There's the uh, a lot of considerations in uh, longitude. And and you got to get the timing just right. Yeah. See, my trick is that I usually um, trick the person into bringing their face near my dick, and then I slap them with. So they get close, and then you slowly, you you're like, what's what's (laughs) no? It's not at all slow. You time is of the essence. (laughs) Yeah, you you just kind of. So it's it's sort of a thing where you're like, hey, is this mustard on my fly? Please oh, look. I sat in some gum, you know, stuff like that. With my crotch. <laughs> with <laughs> look, I found this little baby bird. It fell out of its nest, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But it's and yeah. I'm I'm resting it in my lap. Yeah. And, and I brought it to the robin's eggs, so it mm-hmm. felt at home. I and wanted. they bring their face towards my crotch. I pull down my pants with one motion, and I slap them with my penis. Yeah. Pants are back up before you, they when even you do know. that. When you do that, do you start uh, uh, quietly singing to yourself? gotta get that dick off your shoulder you gotta get that, that dick, dick off your shoulder, shoulder. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> ladies has dicks too go and brush your shoulders off <laughs> all right so john you've never been on the podcast before right no wait chase you have yeah, yeah. how was it last time it was okay Okay. Yeah. How is it stacking up versus this? Like, I uh, I drove through mountains, like snowy, treacherous you mountains. Trekked through, like if we were on a covered wagon on yeah. the journey that we just took. Yeah, we one would. of us would be eating the other one of us. Yeah, you have no idea how close I came to doing that. Mm-hmm. Wait, has there? Okay, I'm thinking about this too much already. Has there ever been a cannibalism situation in the frontier where two people were starving and they just ate one another rather than killing one person and eating them? Oh. So, like, here, you eat my leg, I'll eat your leg. Or mm-hmm. maybe uh, you eat my leg, I'll eat your arm, so that at least we have one of us with two legs and one of us with two arms. Oh, then they could still they could still do the three-legged race for their corporate <laughs> holiday <laughs> Because they're that's what they're on their way to. Yeah, they wouldn't want to lose the opportunity. Okay, why are you now just going to nearly die on the way to somewhere if you're not going to try to win that three-legged race? Yeah, that's a good point. You're in it to win it at that point. Mm-hmm. So, John, mm. how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, five years. And how old were you when you got started? Twenty-four. What was what? it that got you into comedy? Wait, was I twenty-four? Yeah, I was. 
Um, I had just moved to Portland and I didn't know anybody and I need an excuse to go to bars alone. And comedy was your reason? This seemed like a good, like I was literally like, oh, an open mic would be a good, like, I'll go to the bar and I'll meet people because I'm doing the open mic. Um, and yeah, it, I also just wanted to try comedy. Um, it sounds really corny, but, uh, you remember the first season of Louie? Yeah. Like that was really in a way that made me think about stand up comedy as something related to, uh, I'm being really corny right now. Go ahead. Be corny. Um, I, especially that season finale, there was that scene where he, um, ends up going to the open mic and performing for like three people. Mm -hmm. And he's had this really terrible night up until that point. Yeah. You know, he went to the club and he hated at the club, uh, and he's out on the street and everybody's holding hands and kissing except for him. And (laughs) then he goes to open mic and he just tells a joke about, how that makes him feel yeah and then he goes you know running off into the night and it's really great and that made me think about like the idea of telling jokes as a way of addressing the things that are interesting or things you need to talk about yeah yeah interesting so what was your first time like um it was really it was a lot of fun um i don't think i was great um, my jokes were really corny. They were either corny or they were really half formed. Definitely really half formed. How much formed. preparation did you do? Um, not a ton. I think I feel like I just decided, oh, I'll go to an open mic and then spent like a week. I was working in a coffee shop and when you're working on your feet all the time in service, like you just think a lot. Like, I was always in my head, like, running thoughts through my head. So I just kind of thought of some jokes. Um, And then tried those, and they were, they were all right. So it was, sorry, I'm. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So you were, you were a Portland coffee shop worker that was attending open Oh, that sounds really, yeah. I Did sound... I just blow your mind? Did I just ruin your entire life? Is I that... know I'm telling a really unique story <laughs> right now. Uh, you actually are. Because a lot of the people that I talk to say, oh, I had all this pent up humor or frustration or, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, banter. And I could get it out on stage. But you didn't really have anything like that. You saw stand up comedy and thought, you know what? I want to give that a try. I, I, I guess. So it's a... It's, I'm, I mean, I always... I don't know. Comedy was something that I always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were... Like, I'd listened to a lot of comedy albums over and over again. And there was a point in middle school where there was a, a speech competition. And I did a Bill Cosby bit for it. Wow. Like, it was a sort of... You're supposed to recite some sort of monologue. And I just did um, some Bill Cosby bit about finding a frog. He finds a frog and, like, puts it in his pocket and his pocket, like... Yeah. I, I bet I can make my leg burp. And um, so, like, I'd kind of 
tried comedy before. I mean, in that sense yeah. before. But yeah. Um, well, like what I was saying about the um, the talent show in first grade. Right. How that was my first comedy. Yeah. So it was something that you were interested in. So, but here's the question, chicken and the egg sort of situation. Yeah. For most comedians, it's they were interested in comedy and then attended an open mic. But mm-hmm. in your case... They got very disinterested in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but in your case, you attended an open mic and then decided to go into comedy. Um, I... I mean, I think the decision to do comedy started with uh, going up at an open mic. Yeah, like I, that's you know. Yeah, you didn't. You hadn't. Have, you hadn't made the decision. I want to pursue comedy until you started attending the open mics. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like it wasn't like I was like, oh, I want to be a com. Uh, oh, I get it. Okay. I'm trying to pinpoint like what what came first. Yeah. Was it you, like, as you were saying that you wanted to go out and do these open mics to be social. Mm-hmm. So were you just at open mics, saw somebody doing comedy, and you're like, oh, I'm going to give that a try? Yeah. Or did you already have that urge to do comedy? Oh, no. The first open mic I'd ever been to was the first open mic I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely was never familiar with open mic comedy. Okay. Before that point. So what, do you remember any of your first jokes? Yeah. Um, there was one about going to bars alone. Mm-hmm. Like I was, yeah, <laughs> bars al- <laughs> a lot of funny things one. happen in <laughs> bars alone. You know, they've got all that architecture <laughs> ham. I think ham is a big export of bars alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I have an accent. I was trying to say that sometimes I thought about going to Barcelona. And, you know, when you are at the bar with a friends and you see like a dude and he it's clear that he did go to the Barcelona. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, what a loser this guy is. Uh-huh. So Go that on. was not my joke at all. Um, my joke was really dumb. <laughs> and it was it was just about um so at, I remember there was a customer who came into my work uh, and she worked at like a crystal shop two doors down the down the way and she was really she was really pretty a lot of tattoos and she was like oh you could just go to a bar alone like i was talking about being new in town i was like oh i don't know anybody you know i'm like steaming milk for a latte and making small talk yeah and i'm like yeah i don't really go to any bars right now you know i i don't know anybody i just moved here and she was like, oh, you can you could just go to a bar alone, you know, uh, sorry, you can go to a bars alone and you can just read a book at the at the bar, you know, and people will just talk to you like it'll just it's it's cool. People kind of like that. And I thought, no, people like it when they see a beautiful woman sitting at a bar alone reading a book and they try to talk to her. But a dude, like, picture, like, what you got here, like, just got sitting no at the end of the, picture. The, the bar with Dune Messiah. <laughs> and, and 
just like, hey. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried doing that, actually. I've tried uh, going to uh, a bar alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> a no. Barcelona. There you go. Okay. You go. <laughs> I've gone to the Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And reading a book, and, and you're right. It, as a man, that doesn't work for men. No, women women have all these great ideas about how to go out and meet people because they could just go out and and just stand somewhere, and somebody's gonna come up yeah. to them. We have to go, and there's like you can't go to the Barcelona and <laughs> and just read a book without looking like a guy. You look like you're trying to start like a detective agency <laughs> in like the '40s. So you just sit there and. And you're you should like somebody the only people who come to talk to you at that point when you're reading a book at the bar alone is <laughs> someone coming up with a trench coat saying, Oh, you forgot this. <laughs> and then they hang it over you and then you light a cigarette and everything goes in black and white and you and you start talking weird. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't win it. I there was actually a time I did actually do this. I went to the bar and I uh, brought a book and I was just like, you know, I'm just going to hang out and just get out of my house. And the bartender, she started talking to me and she was sweet and she was, she was like cute. And I was like, cool. And we kind of hit it off. And she made an effort to keep like coming up and talking to me, even though she had customers and she'd keep the conversation going like this girl is into me. And then as happens always is her boyfriend came up eventually. She's like, Oh, this is my boyfriend, Jake or whatever. <laughs> Stupid name. Sorry, Jake Silverman and other Jake said, I know you guys are fantastic <laughs> people. Um, it's okay. My point was I'm a bitter man in my late twenties and I don't think it's going to get better. So John. Yes. Welcome back. Hi. (laughs) So, uh, moving on. What is your writing process? Um, Oh, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, cause I feel like whenever I sit and try really hard to write, um, nothing comes out like I feel like I have to spend a lot of time just writing a lot of nonsense on paper that isn't funny and then at one point or another I just think of a joke that I think is funny do you how much time do you spend like sitting and writing Mm, not enough but oh I don't know I, I usually try to give myself an hour at a time so do you do you work stuff out more on stage or in writing? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm, I'm all over the place. I've had a lot of bits that I've come up with from just goofing off on stage. Yeah. And maybe talking to the audience about the thing and riffing about it. And, uh, maybe playing out an idea like sometimes I'll just have a notion of a way to approach a topic Mm -hmm. and try to um discuss it with people or a premise Mm -hmm. um and then other times I'll just write the joke out and that will be the way that joke is structured okay I think I get it (laughs) yeah it's it's two different ways. Very bifurcated. Yeah. So this, uh, now my next question and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a two-parter. Uh, I like this to be both the, the inspiration and the warning to other comedians that are getting into the industry. Okay. So here it is. What is your 
worst gig ever? And what is your best gig ever? And we talked about this earlier. Yeah, we were talking about we were this talking in the car. Oh my God, <laughs> we were totally discussing this. Um, I don't know. Both, shoot, both are long stories. Um, I'm going to talk about the best ones, though. Because um, I feel like there were different, when we were talking about what our best shows yeah. were, there were like different levels and elements to it. Yeah. Different like, reasons for it being more yeah. than best. Yeah. Like well, the, yeah. one of the examples that we had was um it was like in my first nine months of doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh like it was the, the summer two thousand eleven and a friend uh his mom put together a show in a bar in Seaside. And it was just like they struck up a deal where it was just a free meal. And the bar was open to us and we got paid and we all drove up together in one car. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, Scoot Herring. I remember Lonnie Bruin was there. Dan Duncan, who doesn't do comedy anymore, which is a bummer. (laughs) Um, And it was like I didn't have a good set. I remember that. But it wasn't a bad set. It was just an awkward set. I mean, I was Mm. really new to comedy, but it was just fun. You know, it was just a fun time. Um, And then, so I used to do the spicy news, if you've ever seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig May. Yeah, Craig May came up with it, produces it. He's the mastermind. Yeah, we, yeah, had him on the show not too long ago. I was one of the writers for it. And in 2013, we did Bumbershoot. Mm -hmm. And it was just one show, and it was actually great. The room was packed. Everybody loved it. And I actually, like, we all had great sets through the whole show. Mm-hmm. But all around it was, like, I went to Bumbershoot. And I know it's really silly, but, I, you know, I, uh, music festival is a fun time. Yeah. And it was cool to say that I was at a music festival because I was performing in the comedy portion of it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, like, glamorous or anything, but it was still fun. Yeah. So that was that was definitely way up there. A great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And just sort of a, oh, I don't know, you know, uh, fireworks in the sky. Looks like we made it yeah. sort of thing. Um, you to move me like this. So, so people wait a lifetime. Yeah. Since then, it's been mostly a lot of... Uh, waiting yeah so what's your worst gig well these days i just uh walk um and knock on doors and try to recite my material (laughs) i've had guns flashed at me um We're just, we're going to just bring that up and shrug that one off. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but there was a time some guy in like a white brimmed hat came and talked to him and said, gun guy. I had a knife guy at one of my shows, but. Yeah, you were saying you had a knife guy. Yeah. And that was early on. The, I never had a gun, though. 
Where was the No, gun? I was joking. I was joking. Oh, I'm, I was oh. I was just joking about walking around and knocking on doors. No, I, I know that part. It is okay, good. I I but I've done shows in Gresham and I Is it can I do can I do can I do bits on this? Is this okay? Yeah. Is this a comedy? We're actually show? doing a bit check. A bit check? Yeah, yeah Ryan's doing a bit okay. check. Yeah, I'm sorry. And so we have to check all bits at the door. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you I, I put mine in the other room. I thought that I just had to like put all of my bits in the the Rubbermaid bin and put them through yeah. the metal detector. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, replace them on my person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you do have to turn your laptop on and off again. Right. It's just uh, always yeah. frustrating. Why? Um, so, uh, in the aspect of worst gig ever, like mm-hmm. I, people have said some fairly crazy things. So somebody flashing a gun, not like, that's why I was yeah. ready to believe that one right off the bat. Yeah. No, I, I know that it's, that's something that would happen to people. I haven't had anything that exciting happen. Um, I don't know. The story I told Chase involved somebody like running at the stage and I just chickened out and said, I don't need this shit. And like put the mic back in the stand and then fled. <laughs> that one wasn't very heroic. <laughs> Not at all. So it's kind of something that, <laughs> that I was don't your really do said. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what happened is I even like I, I pedaled my feet and I didn't move. And then all of a sudden I went. And there was just a cloud of smoke in the shape a, of a me. John-shaped cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great uh, album for you, like an acoustic album. John-shaped smoke. John-shaped cloud of smoke. John-shaped cloud is actually sweeter. You can sell that without people wondering if there's innuendo yeah. to it. Oh, that's my new age music album. John-shaped yeah. cloud. John-shaped cloud. I'm working with Todd Rundgren on it. Are you guys going to the new GSC concert? Yeah, I heard he's coming to town on the, on the, yeah, on his Nimbus tour. I hear he's got the world's largest fog machine. <laughs> <laughs> Spills out behind the heaviest curtains. You can't, you can't escape it. No matter how heavy the curtains, you're still going to get some fog coming through them. During the encore, they drag out <laughs> a block of dry ice. As big as the wheel of cheese <laughs> at Andrew Jackson's coronation. <laughs> yeah, his coronation. We used to coronate presidents. Uh, I thought you meant them. the coronation where you, you gave uh, corn, or as the natives would call maize, maize, <laughs> to the president as a sign of we trust you uh, with our corn and our nation. Mm-hmm. At the time, people still thought that was gold. <laughs> They thought they thought corn was actual gold, and they tried to make wedding rings out of it, and people's fingers got mushy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the end of that bit. <laughs> All right, so last question, wrap it up. Mm. Um, from, I mean, you can you can. Compare the two if you want between mm-hmm. when you started and now. What is your what is your idea of success in this industry, and where are you currently in relation to that? Um, like what I, what was your goal when you got started, and what is your goal now? Oh, I don't know. Um, doesn't that 
I feel like that fluctuates sometimes. And it does. That's why I asked. There are times where you're, I think to myself that it would be really cool to sell out Matt. To sell out Madeline Square Garden. Wait, was Madeline? Madeline. You know what I'd really like to do is to just sell out Madeline Square Garden, like Billy Joe gets to do every week. And then there are other times where I just want to win. Three to seven EGOTs. <laughs> so, Thank you know, you. from yeah. like hum one humble position to the other. Yeah. Um, no, realistically, I guess there are times where, of course, you I want to be like the best in comedy. I, I want to be really funny and I want to be really successful and I want to be recognized and to be able to do whatever I want creatively. And then there are other times where I just think that to be able to do this as a full-time job would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then there are other times where I'm just um, excited for the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, yeah, this is something that I really enjoy for its own sake like i like doing comedy because comedy is fun yeah and so sometimes i think if that's all i get to do with comedy is to just do it whenever i can wherever i can that's fine so yeah i go all over the place with it mm -hmm. so what is right this second you mm -hmm. say fluctuate so right this second what is your what is your end game? Where do you want to go? Um, right I, this second. Right this second. Yeah. I want to go to the moon, baby. <laughs> I want to uh, uh, punch Jump. every uh, executive in Hollywood in the nose and say, "Give me a channel," uh, and then I'll have twelve channels because there's twelve executives, and I'll just produce content. I'm just going to make so much content um, and get so many Peabody Awards for all of my content, all my video content and all my printed content and all of my uh, 3D content. And I'm just going to be rich, baby. That's my current goal. <laughs> In this thing. In this moment right now. You are the worst. <laughs> and the I final, do also want question. to have a guest starring role on You Are the Worst <laughs> for the entirety of the next season. Okay. So where are you right now mm -hmm. in relation to that goal? <laughs> I'm in Candyland, baby. Not in the molasses swamp, though, because you ain't stuck. Far away from that swamp. Far away from that swamp. Yep. You like in Gumdrop Mountain, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just riding high. Just riding high. Mm -hmm. you got grape, you got cherry, you got strawberry. Mm -hmm. You can't tell what's strawberry or cherry unless they make one of them paler than the other. Strawberry should technically be as red as the cherry ones, but they have to right. differentiate somehow. So they can like pink. 
Yeah. If there's like watermelon in the mix, you can't use that that shade of pink either. Oh. When yeah, have you ever seen? Just fucks everything out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you've never seen like watermelon and strawberry, I guess, in the same. Have you? Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. I would have a there. strawberry watermelon smoothie. I would have that, yeah. but like, right? You don't see them like in the packages of candy, like Skittles or Starburst. They don't have watermelon and strawberry because then they run out of the type of pink that they have to use, and they have to get like a new type of pink. That is true. I guess the fallback for watermelon is green, but then if there's lime involved, <laughs> then you can't. You could, yeah, you could add some green stripes to the red because. Yeah, but the striping machine adds like another fifteen cents to each package. I don't really want to pay those. Is that markets. really worth That's it? That's not economically sound. It's not gonna. I'd like to run that by the guys in R and D. The stripers, yeah. The stripers, the candy stripers. <laughs> so the question is, when you start getting into more exotic flavors, then you start really running out of colors. Like panther, so we get, we get mm-hmm. tropical. Yeah, Ebola, and what about grape? Grapes, that's pretty, actually, that's pretty good. But there's there's green grapes and then there's red grapes. Two totally different flavors, two totally different colors, but grape is... You're encroaching on lime, though. You and, lime zone. And then we go for the other grape, which is purple, and then we get back into the same situation that we were in before. Because then we get raspberry. Raspberry is more of a purplish red. Yeah, but raspberry with blue. Dude, Dude, what about blueberry? Blueberry's purple. Well, then what is, what is blackberry? That they've never made an artificial blackberry flavor. When was the last skill you had that was blackberry flavored? Actually, now I'm kind of upset about this because that's mm-hmm. a pretty prominent good flavor, and yet they yeah. they're excluded from Marionberry. Marionberry, that's just that, that's just too uh, too much of a mouthful for them to make one out of because they they're like, all right, we're gonna start the new Marionberry. All right, fuck it, we're just gonna do lime again. <laughs> the Marionberry really does get short shrift. <laughs> you know, I'm I. Yeah. Am I wrong? That's also known as a Am salmon I berry, right? crazy? Yeah, it is. But think about that in Blackberry. Like, when was the last time Blackberry got some uh, some spotlight? That Every day. In what? Um, in uh, Kendrick Lamar. I think that Blackberry the is blacker one of the, the most berry, popular. the sweeter the juice. He was referring to race, not the blacker the berry, <laughs> the sweeter the juice. <laughs> That's very racist of you. <laughs> I don't think so. No, because he's not talking about he's not talking about blackberries. I know. He's talking he, about he's talking about dad ass. He's no, he's talking about <laughs> himself. He's talking about his identity. Yeah, as but a black man. Juicy black juice. It's a man. good song. Is we're that, gonna we're gonna listen to this on the drive back. The black of the berry, the sweeter juice. And we're driving down the 26. Okay, we're driving was... through the pass. But what about when uh, Elton John wrote the Marianne, the Barrierner? The. You can do it. I believe in you. Come on. It's right there. Come on. Come on. You got it. You can do it. It's so. Oh, if I could describe the look on his face right now. <laughs> I can't. It's very. The, the I can only describe it as constipated. <laughs> well, it's that moment when you realize nothing rhymes with Marion. <laughs> Librarian. <laughs> Fuck yourself, John. I think the Music Man. That's some. That's where I'm going. Yeah, Wait, exactly. Does he rhyme anything Marian, else with librarian. Madam Librarian, Marion, Secretarian, uh, Octogenarian? <laughs> I hate because you're coming up with these and I go, oh, yeah, he's right. Uh, barbarian. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't use the word barbarian in that song. He could have. Well, he wasn't rhyming to Marion, so he didn't need to. Mm. 
I guess if he went through the whole uh, Barry family. Mm-hmm. Carrion. Carrion? Yeah. I said carrion. Birds of Carrion? Yeah. I said Carrion earlier. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a response. I'm sorry. I could have done We didn't mean to invalidate you by uh, missing a statement. We... Facebook hey. reviews are going to hear about this. I think it's good that you brought it up, to be honest. Gives us a chance to talk about something that's been hiding under the, mm-hmm. on the carpet for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is discussion. This discussion has gotten very serious and very off topic. Yeah, it has been. What were we doing? So we must we were cut talking it about off. Fruit colors. And uh, so here's my question. Banana, lime. Banana? Or lemon, I'm sorry. Banana, Like lemon. artificial? Well, I, I'm, taste doesn't matter. I'm saying color. Okay, so uh, what you're about to say that you don't like actually eating banana, but you like artificial banana. No, no, no. Opposite. Opposite. I like uh-huh. regular bananas. I hate this. Who wants like a chalky version of a banana? Oh, I, I I'm read. raising my hand. Do you By want a chalky way, banana? <laughs> I read. <laughs> yeah, I would eat a banana run. That uh, the reason that the flavor is so different between artificial banana and actual bananas in the United States yeah. is that bananas used to be imported, and that is the artificial flavor. That's a really old flavor imported from Africa or South America, wherever they were coming from. But they found a type of banana that could live in North American environments, which is the current one that we have that tastes completely different from the original one that they got the flavor from. I think that they just knew that it was awesome because I love it. <laughs> they just don't want to change something that they got right about 60 years ago. Long after bananas were created, God came down and handed us artificial banana flavor. A tiny yeah. chocolate, or chalky version so, of... Hold on, you need this. We're talking about runts, right? Those, yeah, we're talking about... artificial bananas, what, yeah. What else has there been banana flavor in? We actually have some banana taffy, which is not too bad. Yeah. It tastes more like actual have, bananas. Have you ever had the privilege of having a Slurpee that was flavored yes! like bananas? Yes. It's uh, a great Slurpee flavor. I, yeah. I haven't... Maybe that explains the root of your hate. My root is runs. I got a runt root. Runs is the root? Runs is the root. Yeah. Root is the runs. And it's it's just, you bite into it, it's it's just powdered banana. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It's not it good. is. Yeah, it's not good. It's, I mean, I enjoy them, but it doesn't, that does not taste like banana. It's like whatsoever. if you chewed into, like, a banana Advil. No, yeah. but does, like, grape flavor taste like grape? A little bit, but I don't like grape flavoring either. Yeah. Banana, I hate grape, <laughs> I tolerate. <laughs> what about, I mean, no fruit flavor really, like strawberry? Uh, strawberries, usually, they pull off pretty well. Hmm. When was the last thing you had that was, that was strawberry flavor that you were, like, Bleh, uh, 90, uh, 9 to 1,000% of the time. I feel like strawberries have less flavor than strawberry flavor does, though. And that's part of, like, what makes them really good. Yeah. yeah. But they're so good. When you put more of the flavor yeah. of that thing you're eating into the a thing you're going to eat, and it's stronger, you go, oh, this is a good flavor because there's more of it, and I'm still enjoying it. With banana flavor, you go, this is awful. And I don't want this condensed into more condensed flavoring. See, maybe we should just be making more subtle candy. Oh, the subtle like candy. Like flavor-wise, you know, like yeah. just a hint of mint. Ooh, hint of mint. Yeah. Ooh, what about testament? Testament? Yeah. I, there's, it's not related to what we were talking about, but it made my point of using mint in another word. 
I, I think true. that was, I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that it's statement. A, it was a blessing, a real sacrament. Ooh, sacrament, testament. Mm-hmm. And then you could sell them to, like, Christians, mm-hmm. like me at 16. Yeah. Just make a shitload of money. And then yeah. for people who live in apartments, you'll get tenements. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not sure about it and you just want to try it, just do a little experiment. Experiments. These are experiments. They just come in one packs. Yes. I'm the only one here without a girlfriend. Oof. After all these puns. And I was like, nah, I can't. <laughs> I should I... be in on this. But you guys are all like, yeah, because you guys are secure. You guys are locked mm-hmm. down. And I have to sound like somebody's stepdad. You, f- you feeling a little self-conscious, are you? Yeah. I was, I was that, that, what was it, six and a half on humor? Oh, on humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like probably a little less. Yeah. Not on the humor, yeah. So what was the second rating? You got a second one, right? Yeah, I think it was a friend because I was talking about it, and oh. they started to download it to look it up. Yeah. And I think they threw something out to make it, because I look great now. Of course. Uh, For listeners, uh, we are referencing a bit of chases about the app Lulu and his r- chases rating on it. Lulu. Ask your local librarian about Lulu. <laughs> or the police. <laughs> Yeah, so it's an app where women can rate men. It's weird. Yeah, rate. And ask uh, Sting and the police. Yeah. And Chase was Lulu. somebody rated Chase. Somebody rated me at a time I don't know who it, when it could have been or who it could have been. And uh, I've asked people trusting that they would tell me the truth and everyone's been like, "No, it wasn't me." And I don't know who it was. And so now uh, there's somebody out there who uh, was into me and is putting uh, quantifiable data about me <laughs> online. <laughs> and it's upsetting. Do you and know how... me a 7.6 overall, but in sense of humor, I got a 6.5, which hurts, because... <laughs> you are a professional. But at this point in the podcast, you understand. <laughs> if, if it helps, a lot of comedians don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Thank you. It does help, actually. So, how would you rate you? <laughs> how would I rate me? Uh, I, and how... Honestly, on one to ten. On one to ten. On humor. <laughs> on humor. Like you feel that this six point five is wrong. At least a seven. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like I've done well enough. Talking about dolphin. <laughs> At least a seven out of dolphin. Uh, I would say it's like I've got a good sense of humor. I want to be good at my job of telling jokes. But I feel like I've got like a good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. How John? How would you rate him? Uh, I would give him a solid on humor, just four and a half stars. And on kissing, I got a ten on the kissing though. You got ten on kissing. I got ten on kissing. So John, how would you rate him on kissing? The ten. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't. I asked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm only honest. About my ratings, um, I think that the rating is like the last really true art form um, <laughs> is just to be able to rate something mm-hmm. and to be honest in your art is to be an artiste. So when I say 10, I mean like mm, 10. <laughs> yeah, you really got in there and mm-hmm. studied it. 
Yeah, I've got like a system, you know, like when they check the U-Haul truck, Mm -hmm. when you bring it back and they're like, tick, 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 tick. I've got all these, Mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't like that before I got here. Right. It's like that, but even more rigorous. Sounds sounds very Kafkaesque. In the sense that. It makes no sense. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> Ooh, that's what she said. <laughs> Ooh. All right. And we're back. And, oh, it's late. It is. All right, how do you want to, guys want to wrap this thing up? I, I we just did. Yeah, yeah, we did. So any, what, social media? Oh, um... Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, I mean, I'm on Facebook, John Washington, Twitter, at good old John. Um, and find my podcast, These Are the People, on um, SoundCloud, iTunes. Pretty much, if you know where to find podcasts, you can find this one. It's actually very good. I like it. Yeah, I'm Great. really proud of it. Um, I actually have a tendency to be very... Um, Oh, I don't know. Do you ever get this feeling with things that you create, whether you draw a picture or tell a joke, listening to yourself doing comedy um, where you just can't and you don't want to deal with something that you've made and you kind of want to distance yourself from it? Yeah, Uh, this is the opposite of that. This is something (laughs) that I've worked really hard on and been really proud of. And yeah, I can unequivocally say people should check it out. It's... um, I need my PR guy. It's fun. Whimsical. I said it. It's fun. There you go. Yeah. It's Chase, a what fun. you got going on? Um, I got, uh, I got, I don't know. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Uh, at good old John, Facebook, mm-hmm. John Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's it. He, I do all my work through him. Mm-hmm. And okay. I got a podcast, Those Were the People, <laughs> on Bandcamp and Soundground. I'm really proud of you for having the world's first recap, like the first podcast recap podcast. <laughs> it actually comes out before yours is released. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. It's, it's just, a pre-podcast it's a, post. Yeah, it's a pre-cast where I go mm-hmm. and I guess what yours is going to be about mm-hmm. <laughs> based on the synopsis. And you're always right. Yeah, I'm the worst clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. I'm the most useless one. Yeah. I can predict the present. <laughs> and that's the best I could do. I can tell you what's going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm out of steam. I'm so tired. I, I drove know. through snow yeah. and Let's mountains. Let's get and out of here. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Chase Brockman on LinkedIn. <laughs>